Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. It's Jeff from the Fantasy Doctors, and this is the Fantasy Doctors Podcast, the only podcast on the web where you get expert injury analysis from board-certified physicians and surgeons and accurate timetables. And we all know fantasy championships are won on the waiver wire. And how do you effectively do that? Well, you got to know how long a player is going to be out and how effective he's going to be when he comes back. Now, with me, as always, is my partner. He's a Duke professor. He's an orthopedic surgeon. His name is Dr. Seelan Preck. Dr. Preck, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, Jeff. How are you? Doing good. Busy, uh, busy week three. Players. It's crazy how many injuries are piling up. And, you know, it kind of goes back to what we always say, which is the injuries predict everything, and they really kind of uh, carve the, the performance of the team and the players. Yeah, night, we have well, 18 players that we're going to discuss. It's a, uh, <laughs> a, a long list, a lot of compelling players, too, a lot of fantasy compelling players, big names. We're going to break down the injuries. You're going to give us your analysis. And we're also going to bring in Dr. Jesse Morse right now. Dr. Morse, to our listeners, is also a board-certified physician, and he is our fantasy guru at the Fantasy Doctor. So, Dr. Morse, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing wonderful. How are we tonight? Doing good. Well, what do you uh, what do you think about all these injuries in the NFL? Crazy, huh? Oh, my God. It's like everybody on every roster is injured, I swear. Yeah, how's your, how's your fantasy teams looking? Uh, I've lost Greg Olson in four out of five of my leagues. Uh, I'm already down David Johnson in half my leagues. Um, who else? I'm, I'm not starting Diggs because of Bradford. Yeah, but I somehow managed to win all all yeah. my leagues this week. So I don't know. <laughs> wow. Well, huh. It's because you're using the, well, yeah. the insight that we all have here to to you know pick the best roster. That's why I, I agree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay. DFS. Hey, so you mentioned Greg Olson. Obviously, you were big on Greg Olson. Let's talk about him first, guys. Um, as all of our listeners know, he suffered that broken foot and had a subsequent surgery. Uh, what's your ideas, Dr. Preck, on this procedure? Uh, when do you expect Greg Olson back, and how healthy is he going to be once he comes back? So Greg, uh, Greg Olson has a dreaded Jones fracture. It's a, a break at the base of your fifth metatarsal. So if you touch the, the outer part of your foot, it's kind of at, at the bottom mid part of your foot. Um, it's an area where all of us have poor blood supply. So he had surgery the next day where they put a screw right up into that uh, break to try to stabilize the two bones or, or the bones in, in both sides of the fragment to get that fracture to heal. Now, ideal return to play, nine weeks. Does it usually happen? No, not really. So I expect it to be out between six to eight weeks. However, having said that, we've looked at this and we know that if you come back earlier than nine weeks, there's a 40% chance 
that you're going to require a second surgery and your performance is not going to be where it was before the injury. So keep the listeners got to keep a lookout. If they keep him out till week nine, I, I would play him. If he comes back earlier, be very cautious on him. Yeah, it makes me think of Sammy Watkins, right, who came back and had a second procedure, right? Edelman, Watkins, I mean, the list, Dez, I mean, the list goes on and on. Julio, Kevin yep. Durant, a lot of people. That's right, lots of people. Yeah, well, obviously this affects a lot of lineups and a lot of your lineups, Jesse. How do you see this impacting the Panthers and – uh, who, who's going to pick up the slack there? I mean, I like Benjamin this week, uh, Kelvin Benjamin. He's got a high FDX score at the Fantasy Doctors Analytics. He's got an 84.37, and we're projecting him to get uh, 12.56 points. So who's going to pick up the slack there, Benjamin, and who else? So as you saw last week, the, the, the Carolina Bills game was dreaded awful. I didn't actually get to watch it or didn't want to watch it for that matter, but um, – the you can see by uh, Cam's shoulder is not quite ready, not quite back. So he needed Olsen as his security blanket, and he doesn't have him anymore now. For uh, he can't practice for a minimum of six weeks, um, and then I, I probably won't be back for probably eight to ten weeks realistically. Uh, Ed Dixon is kind of a sneaky play this week. Um, he may be half decent as kind of a flyer. I wouldn't start him on a on a regular uh, 12-team league though. Uh, and then Calvin Benjamin will have to pick up the slack. He's got a, a really nice uh, week this week. Um, and then uh, maybe Funches, Devin Funches may uh, maybe see an increase in targets. But I think the guy that will actually see a bump in targets is McCaffrey. He's actually got a decent mm. amount of looks. He's played more than Stewart. I think he's um, he's got good potential this week. Uh, or in general, he's already had uh, nine receptions on 12 uh, targets. And the Saints allowed uh, 19 receptions to and 185 uh, yards to running backs already in two games uh, on uh, passing. So those are by far the league lead. So um, McCaffrey's a good play this week, um, and they're just going to have to kind of figure out whose combination of who's going to do it. Yeah, I actually had McCaffrey on my bench last week uh, just because he's you know doesn't sharing the load there with Stewart and maybe trying to dust him off and get him into lineups. But let's move on here. Let's go. Let's talk about the other compelling guy that's been tearing up the early part of the season. And that's Sam Bradford, who we have found out that he's dealing with the bone bruise and that knee, Dr. Preck. What's your expectations? Yeah. Now the early word is that he, he will be available for week three. Do you see him being okay and healthy in week three? You know, I'm not even sure 100% what's going on here because he had that inflammation and that was what was buzzing around for a while. They said that the MRI came back with no structural issues. And so that's what we were all looking forward to. He got onto the pregame field on Sunday and he couldn't even drop back. And suddenly, you know, Monday we start hearing, well, it's really a bone bruise. So I'm not really sure what's going on. Um, we heard that uh, when, on Monday we heard bone bruise, we're hearing six weeks. And now today we're hearing that backpedaling and saying, well, maybe he'll be back this week. So uh, to, I would say pay attention to what's going on over the next few days. If this is really just inflammation, I expect him to be back this week. They will have injected him probably with some steroids, maybe even some PRP, to quiet down that knee. If this really is a bone bruise, which the Monday's reports led us to believe, then I don't think he'll be back this week. Then you're looking at probably another week or two wow. or maybe even three for him to be back. 
So you got to pay attention to what's been, what goes on in the news over the next few days. Yeah, and this is obviously a huge hit to all the position players there in Minnesota in terms of fantasy, Jesse, because we saw last week uh, with you know Bradford out, Dalvin Cook, Thielen, Diggs, Rudolph, all taking a hit in fantasy. What do you see the impact being there if Sam Bradford were to miss this week on those players I mentioned? Yeah, I mean, I got burned uh, because I didn't pull a Diggs out when I should have. Um, the issue with bone bruises is that they are painful. And they take a while to heal, like a bruise in your on your muscle heals okay, but a bone bruise takes longer. So the good news is that his ACL is intact as far as we know, uh, but I don't have any faith in, in Keenum, uh, his backup. And uh, if you have to start Cooks, fine. I think he'll be okay. Diggs, I'm on the fence about. I'm sitting him if I can. Uh, Thielen, I'm sitting. Um, and Rudolph, I, I would consider starting just because I think he'll be half decent, but I'm avoiding um, all of these guys like the plague, especially if Bradford's back or if Bradford's out. If he's back, I'm still a little, um, a little worried, so I would probably still avoid him just in case he can't move around like he should be able to. Uh, and then you're stuck with Keenum again, and you kind of are stuck in the middle yeah. of the game and can't really do anything about it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Rudolph and Cook, who got vultured at the goal line and killed my uh, fantasy week last week and actually gave me the L. Um, those guys probably will still be decent plays this week. Uh, let's move on, guys. Let's talk about Corey Coleman, who broke his hand, uh, and he missed six games with the same injury last year, and he landed on the IR. What, you know, he showed some glimpses um, of that player that they thought he would be there. And what, what's your expectations for this injury, Dr. Preck? And yeah. how how long um, do you, do you anticipate this affecting him, and how long do you think he'll be out? So, you know, he's, he, they put him on IR today, so he's out for six weeks. Right. Um, so, so it's surprising. You know, last year he broke the other hand on week two as well. So it's a little bit weird here. But I, I'm a little bit surprised they put him on IR right away. I, you know, there are plenty of of players who come back after a metacarpal fracture playing within two to four weeks. So I was a little surprised about that move, and probably it's because, well, it could be multiple reasons. Number one, that's the timeline he needed last year, and so they figured let's just replicate it. Number two, it could also be that this involved a joint and maybe a little bit more serious than just a middle-of-the-bone fracture of, of that hand. So, you know, he's on the IR, so he's out for six weeks. Then he's going to start practicing. I think uh, six to eight weeks is the timeline we'll see him back. Um, and, and ultimately, this isn't going to affect him. It, 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 he'll be able to use his hands as he needs to go for the balls, grab it, hold on to it. It won't be any issue for him. Yeah, he was off to a really solid start to the season for Cleveland. How do you – Cleveland's kind of a hot mess, Jesse. I mean, how in, – in terms of fantasy, obviously it's a, it's a big hit, him missing that much time. But how is this going to affect, affect the rest of the position players there in Cleveland? Yeah, I mean, he went, I mean, he was looking good the first, you know, uh, first week sure was. before this injury. He went six for 62 total um, yards, and then he, you know, went down with that injury. And now you have someone by the name of Richard Higgins, who the Browns actually signed up their practice squad before the game, go seven receptions for 95 yards on 11 targets from the slot. Um, who? And no one started him because no one had even heard of him before this, right. unless you went to school with him. Um, 
but he's a nice flyer this week, uh, especially versus the dreadful Colts. Um, Ricardo Lewis is expected to start opposite Kenny Britt, who's been literally MIA. I think he has two receptions or something. So um, I would go scoop up Higgins. Uh, he's still he's on the league. Versatile. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, Britt, Britt's MIA, and I wouldn't touch him. I'd bench him until he decides to make an appearance. Um, but if Higgins is definitely on your, on your league, uh, go scoop him up. Um, and uh, if you're in a PPR league, he, you may get lucky with a 10 or 15, 20-point play because they don't really have anybody else to throw to. Yeah, very, very true. Yeah, they're, they're kind of a mess there in Cleveland. Yeah, speaking of making an appearance, this guy makes an appearance on our episode, every episode this year, and that's Jordan Reed, guys, who there's been a lot of uh, conflicting reports as to exactly what he did suffer um, in the game. And it was first being reported as an AC joint sprain, Dr. Prick. And now yeah. they're terming it a chest contusion. What do you make of this? Yeah. I wonder if we're going to be talking about him every single week here. <laughs> Who knows? But um, we do every year. <laughs> I, I know. So here's the deal. I don't think this was an AC sprain. I think this is probably an SC sprain. So everybody's going to say, well, what the heck is that? So if you feel your, your clavicle, your collarbone, and if you go to the outer part of, the, of that collarbone where it hits the shoulder bone, that's where your AC joint lives. Your SC joint, if you go towards the center of your chest, it's, it's the part that, that sits and, and, and interacts with your sternum. That's the SC joint. And so I think that's probably what's happening. You know, we got confused. So these can be very painful, uh, but you can quiet it down with a steroid injection. So therefore, I don't expect him to miss much time. In fact, I, I anticipate he'll play this week. The receiving core, all the options, you know, there for the Redskins are kind of depleted with Doxson. And, well, what do you see this doing for the Redskins, Jesse? How does this impact their team? And what's the fantasy fallout from Reed, who continues to battle injury each and every week? And this is nothing new for Reed. He, he seems to do this every single year. What's the impact there in Washington? Yeah, I mean, I, I expect him to, to play this week versus the Raiders in Sunday Night Football, but he's he's been decent so far. He's been 5 for 36 in Game 1, 6 for 48 in Game 2, which isn't awful. I mean, 11 targets over 84 yards, but no TDs is not awful, but not what you paid for when you got him in, not what you're expecting out of him with his potential. But I just, he's got too many things between the toe and now the chest slash shoulder. I, I'm I'm avoiding him. Um, you, you know, we haven't really seen Dotson at all. Um, Crowder is banged no. up still. And I don't know, prior I was expecting, uh, you know, more than nothing out of him, and which has made in turn – made the Redskins run the ball a ton. Um, and we'll talk about, you know, Kelly's injury in a little bit, but they looked great on the ground, but they couldn't get anything going in the air. Uh, so that's part of the issue. So I'm, I'm avoiding him until he shows us that he's actually uh, worthy, you know, able to keep himself healthy enough to be productive. Yeah, this is ugly for the offense there in Washington. I mean, there's just no weapons at all. Everything, you know, between injuries and, you have Doxson, who they were depending on, and he laid a goose egg last week. So it's um, pretty tenuous there in Washington. Uh, let's talk, next, guys, let's talk about Jordy Nelson. Uh, we're going to move along. we got a lot of guys to talk about here. Jordy Nelson is on my list. He's got that quad injury. Uh, from yeah. all reports, it looks like he's a 50-50 shot to play, Dr. Preck. What do you, what do you make of this uh, quad injury for Jordy? 
Right. So, so he took a hit to the front of the upper part of his, uh, right above his, his kneecap where the quad is. So he's got a contusion, right? So not a strain, a contusion. It's like a, a, a muscle bruise. So what's going to limit him playing this weekend, if, it, if anything at all, it's going to be pain. And unlike a joint where you can inject it with steroids, not so much the case for a muscle. So it's all going to be, uh, basically it's going to be game time decision, and it's all going to be based on pain. He'll, he'll likely lose a little bit of motion right now while he's getting all his treatments and while he has his pain scenario going on. But, um, again, it's one of those things you got to just listen to what's been going on and, and listen to how he warms up. And I wouldn't be surprised if he plays. If, if by chance he doesn't play this weekend, uh, week, look for him to play next week for sure. Yeah, Jordy Nelson is as tough as they come. you got to think if he's anywhere near close to being able to play, he'll suit up. They're calling it a 50-50 right. shot. I think it's more towards uh, leaning towards he will play. How does this impact the Packers, Jesse? What's uh, for Aaron Rodgers? Uh, if you take away Nelson, who stretches the field for Rodgers, how does this affect uh, the rest of the players? And you also have a uh, uh, Randall Cobb who's banged up as well, and we'll touch on him in a second. But uh, how does it affect the Packers, Jesse? Yeah, I was disappointed in this game on Sunday night. I thought they would it would be a, a kind of a shootout, but without Nelson, Rodgers struggled to to really get things going. I mean, they did still do half decent, but a 50-50 chance per Adam Schefter today. Um, and whether or not he plays, I don't know how productive he's going to be. Uh, these can be painful and difficult when he's trying to give that burst with his speed. Um, he went seven for 79 and one touchdown in game one, but then threw huge goose eggs, which killed a lot of people this past week. Cause I mean, he's a top 10 wide receiver when he's healthy and productive. Um, I'm avoiding him this week. Um, I'll go Adams. I'll go Cobb, who we're going to talk about in a sec. Bennett, who's got a ton of targets. He just hasn't quite secured him yet. And my buddy, Ty Montgomery, who went bananas this past week and continues yeah. to be a, Underrated this week. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Ty, Mon- Ty Montgomery, I think, is going to do it again this week. He's got an excellent FDX uh, score of 20.82 at the Fantasy Doctors Analytics, and we're projecting him to get 20.8. I'm sorry. He's got an FDX score of 92.55, and we're projecting him to get 20.82 uh, points. So another big week possibly in store for Ty Montgomery. Uh, yeah, Dr. Preck, you might want to get the tissues because we're going to talk about Dak Prescott and your Cowboys. He's battling. <laughs> no tissues here, man, because that ankle, I think it's just a mild ankle sprain. He had a, a horrible performance with the, with the Broncos, but I think uh, he'll be back and he'll be perfectly fine for this week. Well, they that team looks pretty bad. I don't want to pile on, but right? I mean, Zeke, and it just doesn't – they're not – quite gelling just yet, aren't they? They're just not quite there yet. No, I mean, you know, listen, I think that, you know, the Denver defense, especially playing in Denver, is tough. If you look at in the September games, I think they're, if I remember correctly, it was like 15-0. and 0. So they are a tough team in September in Denver. And so, you know, it's I, I wouldn't rule the Cowboys out yet. He got me. I tried to. I tried to set you up there, and you, that was a good uh, comeback. Because Denver's defense is really tough at home. Now, hey, I'm not panicking yet. <laughs> uh, you're, unless yeah. you're a Giants fan, you shouldn't be panicking yet. Right. Oh man, dude, that was no, they played a hot trash. The Giants. 
Yeah. They had a rough wow. game this week versus Arizona, too. I mean, I think it'll be fine. Uh, you know, he's been hit tons of targets to uh, to both Dez and um, Witten, surprisingly, who has the most targets for any wide yeah. uh, tight end. Um, and, and I think they'll be okay. Elliott uh, continues to look good, and I think he'll end up playing the whole year. Go figure. Um, yeah, I think he'll be fine. I don't, I don't think it's a big deal. They have a rough slate, but another week or two, and then uh, – some of these Cowboys are about to take off. Yeah, it's it's probably a time to buy low on these Cowboys, including Des Bryant. Who, yep. you know, I've read reports that he's not he's lacking some of that explosion this year, and, and it's not getting quite the separation he's gotten in years past. So it's probably a good time to buy low on those Cowboys, huh? Yeah, and oh, you yeah. know, just to touch on Des, I mean, I think what's gonna what you're seeing too is the the effective age, right? It's starting to catch up with him. And, and and defenders are not so intimidated by him anymore, and they're in his face, and they're and they're you know pushing him and pulling him, and and uh, you're seeing it be much more physical with him, and 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 so uh, we'll see how how he continues to perform through the year. He may be an underperformer this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah could I mean, be. he's got uh, yeah, could be 25 targets so far, uh, only second two behind uh, Hopkins. I mean, they're getting him the ball, and he's just I mean he's faced them. Some tough corners, some tough defense. Well, they're looking so, to him, right? Oh yeah, they're definitely looking to him. So uh, keep yeah, stay with him. Avoid him. Prescott this week, just because it's a bad, not a good matchup either. But uh, give him another week or two, and, and they'll start to look better. Hey guys, let's let's move on here. Let this next guy is an example of why you don't pay a premium price for tight ends in the NFL in the fantasy game. Because, uh, you know, running those routes over the middle, they can't stay on the field. This guy especially can't stay on the field, and that's Tyler Eifert, who is now battling back and knee injuries. And along with the rest of the Bengals, who are just off to an abysmal start this season, really can't push the ball up the field, what's the, what's the story on these injuries, Dr. Preck, and are these going to keep Eifert out any amount of time? Well, it seems like the immediate concern right now is the, is the knee. and he has got, He's got some tendonitis and that's what he's battling through. And tendonitis is one of those things, like we've talked about already, I mean, it's, it's all about a pain issue and inflammation. And so you can lose the explosiveness, you can lose the ability to really push off and block and defend and run downfield. And those are the things, as obviously as a tight end, he's got to be able to do effectively. So um, he will be getting therapy, he'll be getting anti-inflammatories. You, again, this is a scenario where, uh, it is a little dicey to, to inject steroids. It's not a joint where you can easily put steroids in and, and get this to quiet down. So um, I think it's going to be a week-to-week scenario and maybe even a game-time decision for him. Okay. And, you know, not that I mean, I'm avoiding, and I'm sure all of America is avoiding any Bengals in terms of fantasy, Jesse. I, and Eifert is no different. Now, you know, with with them struggling so much and Andy Dalton – who missed a Brandon with a wide open Brandon LaFell. It seems like, I don't know, something's either it's a massive regression for Dalton. That whole offense is struggling. Maybe Marvin Lewis, maybe it's his time to go. Huh? What, what, what do you see there in Cincinnati? I mean, typically Dalton does much better with Eifert than without him. Uh, 21.8 fantasy points with him and, 18 and a half without him. Uh, he throws for 30 more yards. He throws for 0.4 more touchdowns with Eifert on the field. Um, I mean, you, you have green who's actually looked pretty good. Um, but 
uh, the, the running running ha- hasn't been awesome, you know. So they've been they haven't been very good. Mixon, I think, is about to break out. Um, uh, so this week or next week, he it may be his his time. Um, Green, I actually like this week. Believe it or not, FCX has him at seventy point four with a nine point two projection, and I think that's reasonable. Maybe um, maybe a little higher than that uh, if you if you get lucky. Uh, to Eifert, whether or not he plays. The Packers have shut down the first two tight ends that they've played. Jimmy Graham, who we'll talk about in a little bit, and Hooper, yeah. who uh, a lot of people had uh, a you know, sleeper this week, did nothing. So um, they, apparently they have, uh, they're have they doing well versus tight ends. So even if he plays, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't play him. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, Hooper is like, what do you have, one catch this week, I think? I, I, yeah, he dropped I mean, a dud. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't do anything. Yeah, well, this next guy, this next player, guys, I, I'm re- is a real curious case. Now it's Demarco Murray, who is battling a hamstring injury. Some say tightness. Now he's been largely ineffective this season. Uh, what is this injury serious, Doctor Preck? Is you know they're calling it tightness. Is this anything to worry about with with uh, Demarco Murray? Well, you know, DeMarco's had uh, issues with his hamstring throughout his career, and obviously, again, another thing where uh, another player where age is starting to catch up to you. So as you get older, you're tighter. It's early in the season, so we're seeing dehydration, we're seeing overexhaustion, and we see these kind of strains and and and, and muscle uh, tightness happen early in the season, and, and DeMarco Murray's suffering from that. Um, you're right. He hasn't been performing much. I mean, 14 touches with 60 yards game one, 10 touches, 28 yards game two. So garbage, you know, it's not great at all. And so um, if they don't give him time to get this to heal and quiet down, this is someone's going to nag him throughout the entire season. So if he plays this week, he will have probably limited uh, counts and, and really they'll, they'll regulate his play. Uh, but look for another one to two weeks for him to really be a effective part of the, the offense again. Yeah, and I don't even think he is going to be an effective part of the offense, Jesse. I, I see you saw Derrick Henry uh, step up in a very big way in Murray's oh, yeah. absence. Uh, I think, I mean, he's going to slowly push Murray out of that starting uh starting spot there. Derrick Henry looks great. He's got a good FDX score this week uh, of 67.75, and we're projecting him to get just under 10 points. So what's your thoughts there in Tennessee? Do you think like me, and this is Henry's job to lose at this point? Oh, yeah. I mean, Murray, you got to remember, this is seven, Murray's seventh season. I mean, he's 29. He'll be 30 in um, February. This is kind of when they start to taper off running back-wise. He's got a lot of miles on those legs. Uh, Henry, you know, is just – I think he only got like two snaps or two carries before half. And then he goes in the second half, he goes uh, 14 for 92 and a touchdown. I mean, those are very respectable numbers. Um, and I think he'll do even better this week. Um, Murray, you know, whether it's a grade one hamstring or whatever you want to call it, either way it's – I wouldn't touch him this week. And I definitely even consider picking up Henry if he's available because um, if he goes bananas this week, you are not going to be able to get him on the wire or, or auction, you know, fably. I, I, th- I think you're exactly right. I, and I think this is your last week to pick up Derek, Derek Henry. He's got, even in a DFS game, he's uh, $5,300 on DraftKings. I think he's a good play this week because even when the, 
Murray was healthy. He was plotting. He wasn't doing anything in the run game there. So Derrick Henry, yeah, if you don't get him this week, you may not be able to the rest of the season. Uh, we, were, we were discussing Jordy Nelson earlier, guys, in that receiving core for the Packers. Randall Cobb also battling injury, and he came up with a shoulder injury. Now, the MRI was negative, um, but obviously the uh, receiving core is pretty hobbled there with him and Jordy Nelson battling injuries. Is this injury anything serious, Dr. Preck, and uh, what's your expectations for Randall Cobb this week? I don't think this is anything serious at all. The MRI came back in, uh, with nothing at all. They're looking at a day-to-day scenario for him, so look for him to play. Um, I just don't think this is going to affect him this week. Hey, he looked good before he went down with that injury, right, Jesse? I mean, he was looking good oh, yeah. in, in, in Jordy Nelson's absence, so uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to need him on the field. Do you, uh, do you see him being a good play this week, maybe in a DFS game if Jordy Nelson sits out or even if he does play? Yeah, I mean, I, a lot of people wrote off Cobb. I got him pretty late in a couple of my leagues, season log leagues. Um, he's already had 22 targets, 15 catches for 145 yards. He hasn't found the end zone yet, but um, uh, he's got the second best catch rate in the NFL, uh, only behind Antonio Brown. I mean, he's he's definitely going to be relied upon um, to kind of pepper over the middle, um, and, and especially whether or not Jordy plays uh, between him and Adams. Uh, they'll be very important. Um, you know, to be relied on. And then Marty Bennett, I think even he's got a ton of targets. I think he will start uh, cashing in. So I don't think this shoulder is anything to worry about. MRI was negative um, and uh, he'll be good to go uh, rock and roll this week. Yeah. I noticed the FDX were a little stingy on Cobb uh, this week, and that could have to do with that shoulder injury because he's listed as questionable. So uh, those get updated throughout the week. So, you know, if you you know, follow the fantasy doctor's analytics. You've got to be sure to check back often because those are constantly changing. Uh, next, we talked about uh, Jordan Reed of the Washington Redskins, guys. I want to talk about the running back there, and that's uh, uh, Rob Kelly, who suffered that rib injury, and they're, they're calling it a rib cartilage injury. Dr. Preck, what the heck is that? So... I'm actually, I've actually seen reports of even a rib fracture, so there's, there's some speculation here as to what's going on. So let's, let's break this up two different ways. If this truly is a rib fracture, uh, this can become very, very painful, especially as you're running and you're coughing and you're exerting yourself because anytime that you expand those lungs, you're pushing up against the broken ribs. That's painful, and so you have to wait for enough healing to occur to be able to start really exerting yourself. That timeline is two to four weeks. So that's if it's a rib fracture. If it's this, this cartilage damage where the rib kind of interacts with the, uh, the sternum or even the back, then you're looking at, again, a pain issue here, but it's really one to two weeks for that to quiet down. You can hit them hard with anti-inflammatories. You may even be able to inject that area and get this to quiet down. So um, I think this week, be really conservative with him. Look to maybe put him back in your roster week two or three from now. Yeah, you know, he was having a, a very solid day against the Rams, pretty stout front before he got hurt, Jesse. And then Chris Thompson went off the rest of the way, scoring two touchdowns. Yeah. Now what let's just let's just say Rob Kelly misses this game, right? What's the what's the backfield look like there in Washington? Is it Chris Thomas? Is that is it that rookie? Um what do you see going on there in the backfield in Washington? So I thought Fat Rob, as they like to call him, 
looked great in the first half. I caught a couple of plays that he run on. I mean, he went 12 for 78. That's six and a half yards of carry. That's bananas. Like, that's crazy. Um, and then he went down with this. And uh, Perrine, Samaje Perrine, the, the rookie, I mean, he really struggled. Uh, 67 yards on 21 carries. So basically, um, he went uh, nine more carries than Kelly and uh, ran 11 less yards. So to give you an idea how much he struggled. Uh, Thompson, on the other hand, uh, they're, they're kind of scat back uh, slash um, uh, kind of a third, third down back. I mean, he went bananas. He also looked great. Uh, he's been on my bench the past two weeks in one of my leagues because I just don't have, you know, the, the gall to, to start him. But he's burned me both times. Uh, three rushes for 77 yards last week and two touchdowns. And then another three for uh, 29 yards receiving. Week one, he had another four for 52 with a, a touchdown receiving. So, I mean, he's – and he's kick, getting kickoffs. So, I mean, he's – Thompson, I think they're going to try to use a little more, but Gruden said he's going to be careful and he's not going to, uh, you know, overload him because he's not the quote-unquote biggest guy in the world at 5'8", 190. Um, but I would sit Kelly this week cause, just because I don't trust him whether it's a fracture or just rib cartilage inflammation, um, Thompson to be a sneaky kind of PPR flex this week. Perrine, I would avoid until he, he, he looks better. Yeah. I think Thompson, I mean, what a dynamic, dynamic player. Yeah. He's not the, the biggest guy. So they're, they're one to uh, monitor his usage there in Washington. Uh, another player guys, they got hobbled in this week's game. And that's Jimmy Graham. Who's been a complete dud this year. Uh, as with most of the Seattle offense, I have Graham in a couple leagues and he's killing me. I'm looking to pick up Hunter Henry in a couple leagues and just trying to plug and play and, until they can figure it out there in Seattle. What do you make of this ankle injury, uh, Dr. Preck? And they, they were initially calling it uh, that he maybe had a knee injury. Now it's an ankle injury. Uh, what do you make of this for Jimmy Graham? Yeah, so I don't think the ankle is the reason why Graham's been uh, underperforming here. So he was hit by a play. He twisted his ankle, kind of rolled backwards, uh, has an ankle sprain, but he was able to return back into the second half. So uh, I don't think this ankle is going to be him back. I anticipate him playing this week. Yeah, it's. Are you putting him in your lineup, Jesse? I, like I said, I have him in a couple leagues. I was big on Jimmy Graham this year. I, I thought that the chemistry would be there with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is missing wide open receivers. It seems like the ball's floating a little bit. Uh, what's going on there in Seattle? I mean, what's what's the deal? Yeah. Are they going to get things going this week? I mean, Seattle is expecting to blow out San Francisco, and I was following the game because it wasn't on TV here, and I'm like, what is going on here? Baldwin did nothing. Lockett showed up even though he's banged up. Graham has four receptions for nine yards through two games. Okay, think about that. That's mm. awful. Mm. I mean, FDF wow. hates him this week, four and a half points. Um, I'm a little concerned that Seattle always seems to start slow, and then in week three they go bananas and they they go they tear it up for the rest of the year. So um, maybe this is their week and they go. Uh, uh, Baldwin uh, was hoping that, you know, when he's on, he's on. But, you know, the, uh, FDX is still, uh a little skittish on him this week as well. Um, Richardson was, was good in week one and then kind of disappeared this week. Carson actually looks pretty good. I think he'll be used more 
or Lacey's MIA, and I don't even think he'll be a factor this year. Rawls should be back. Yeah, healthy scratch. Um, but uh, I'm avoiding Graham until he can he can show me that he's done something. He really hasn't really ever shown up in Seattle, in my opinion, like he did when he you know played down south. No, when he played for the Saints, yeah, he's definitely not the same player. Uh, either they're not utilized in the same way or he's just not the same player. And in, in terms of fantasy, yeah, he's right in the pine for me this week. Now talk me off the ledge, Jesse, because I'm – Russell Wilson's kind of got me a little a little scared. I, I roster him in two leagues. Uh, talk me off the ledge because I'm thinking about sitting him and putting Trevor Simeon in. <laughs> so talk me off the ledge, please. Uh, <laughs> well, the problem is uh, – so – what I thought, um, I can justify starting him, but I, I personally wouldn't. I just don't have the faith, and I just don't have the faith in him yet. He burned me last week in several leagues um, when he should have did much better. So uh, hold on to him for another yeah. couple weeks. He has a good track record. I know I don't like to keep two quarterbacks unless you're in a two quarterback league, but he, he's got you know someone's going to scoop him up if you let him go. So. Uh, kind of uh, maybe bench him this week, start Simeon, which I never thought I would say. Um, but I didn't either. Let it ride. Um, he's, Simeon's looked fantastic. I think he has one of the top, uh, you know, touchdown to, to interception ratios in the league. Um, you know, they're going to do, I think they're heading up to Buffalo this week. So expect uh, Simeon to do well. Um, and I would just uh, wait for Wilson to get his bearings and, and, and start clicking yeah. and oh. start running again. So, He'll be all right. Yeah, Simeon has looked very comfortable in that offense. Let's let's hit on these next few guys really fast. Uh, and that the first one is Rex Burkhead, guys, who was a big sleeper going into the season. Now, of course, we don't really know week to week what they're going to do in New England and how they're going to um, divvy up the usage in the backfield. Uh, they were using Burkhead in the slot. He was having a really good game, scored a 19-yard touchdown, um, but ended up having a rib injury. Um, but he did for a couple of the reports I read, he did return to the game in the fourth quarter in the punt return unit. So maybe this isn't serious, Dr. Preck. Can we expect uh, Rex Burkhead to be in there this week? So in, in usual Patriots fashion, we're not getting much coming out of uh, injury reports on him. I don't think this is a, a rib fracture. Um, so I think this is going to be more of a bruise. I anticipate he'll be fine this weekend. Um, he may be a little bit achy and sore, but he should be fine to play. Yeah, I, I agree, especially him coming back into the fourth quarter on the in the special teams unit. That, yeah, that's that a great he's sign. He's not dealing with a fracture. Yeah. Uh, the, the bigger headache here, Jesse, is the usage and trying to figure out who's going to get the touches each, each week in New England. Uh, do you like Burkhead the rest of the season? I know you were big on him to begin the season. So was I. Um, and he looked really good. They were putting him in the slot, and they were trying to find him and uh, give him some looks. Do you, what do you see there for Bur- Burkhead in New England? Do you think he's going to continue to uh, find success there? Yeah, I mean, I, the problem is there's. The, it feels like every pass catcher on the Patriots is banged up right now. Uh, so he's going to be important. You've seen White get a ton of targets out the backfield. Gillisley is like the bowling ball. He has like a 74% chance of getting in the end zone within 10 yards or whatever. It's crazy. Um, uh, White uh, Lewis hasn't really done much. Uh, that I've seen. Gronk is banged up, and we'll talk about him in a sec, I think. Um, Amendola hopefully should be back, but he's still kind of banged up 
Uh, Dorsett is new and, you know, he's banged up. So they need him. That's the problem. They need him. He got yeah. a little, he got five touches, three for 41, 19 yard touchdown. They even ran him a little bit. I think they'll use him more uh, kind of like Kevin Falk. They used to, as opposed to um, like Blount or whatever, they're going to, they're going to use him kind of uh, to help fill that void for Edelman. Yeah, I do like Mike Gillisley. I mean, he is the little Garrett Blunt role there in New England, getting the goal line carries. We're big on him in FDX again this week. Uh, so I definitely see Mike Gillisley continuing to have success there in New England. Let's talk about another Patriot, guys. And this, is again, is a guy that we talk about every week, and Rob Gronkowski, who came down with a groin injury. Now, it's not considered to be serious, however – Anytime you see Gronk on the injury report, it's kind of a cause for concern, right, Dr. Preck? I mean, what do you make of this groin injury uh, and a long list of injuries that have are, seem to be catching up with Gron- Gronkowski? Yeah, I mean, here's another guy always injured, always, uh, and he's old, aging out. And listen, the guy's got nine lives. He keeps re, re-emerging and, and pushing through, and Gronk's a, a you know, he, the guy's a stud. So um, this groin injury is not going to hold him back. Uh, look for him to play this week. It may affect some of his cutting and running, but he will play in my estimation. Um, and, and like the hamstrings we talk about, if you don't give it time that it needs to rest, it can be an issue all season long. But it sounds like this is a very mild uh, uh, type of groin strain. I don't believe even they did an MRI on it. So it makes me think that this is very mild. Oh. Yeah, well, you know, it was cause for concern because he never came back in the game. Now, New England was right. blowing the team out, and maybe that had something to do with it. So, uh, what do you, Jesse, real quick, what do you see in New England with Gronkowski? Is He was tearing it up before he got hurt, right? Do you see Oh yeah. Brandon Cooks has kind of started off slow? There's a lot of mouths to feed in New England. Uh, how do you see it shaking out uh, for the Patriots? Gronk made one of his best touchdowns ever. Like, that was classic Gronk. Like, diving, sliding, you know, with one leg on the ground, you know, groin injuries have a tendency to linger, but I don't think this is serious. He said after the game in his joking fashion that he was doing okay. He, you know, uh, he's went six for one sixteen in a touchdown and he probably would have did better if he came back in. Um, uh, I like him this week. I think he's going to go off again at home versus Houston depleted and no offense. Um, a lock and load. It was just a matter of time before he was on the injury report with whatever. Um, but I think that <laughs> sure. it'll be good. I think he'll be good until yeah. until they carry him off on a uh, on a, uh, on one way or another. He'll he'll be he'll be good. Yeah, and we the he's got an excellent FDX of ninety point one nine, and we're projecting him to get twelve point three points. So even the FDX isn't too stingy on Gronk, even with the injury. So if he, as always, if he's on the field, he's a stud, he's going to perform, but being on the field, yeah, they were sluggish on him. The first issue. Week, so the data, yeah, they were, you know, slow. guys, we're let's, let's these next few players. Let's just do some quick hits on them. Uh, John Brown being the first one who is dealing with a quad injury. Now he's expected to miss quad. Or, I'm sorry, miss week three. Uh, what's the status of John Brown, Dr. Preck, and uh, he's also got the sickle cell trait. What's your expectations for Brown? 
Uh, my expectation is for him to be out at least. Uh, so obviously we know this week coming out he's going to be out. Uh, he may even be out one more week. Sickle cell trait does play a role in this because it, it affects how well you can get oxygen to this area, and you can have what's called crises where, where it affects mm. the muscles and gives an extra pain. So uh, two weeks he'll be out for sure. He's already missed one. He's going to miss one this coming week. Don't be surprised if he misses a third. But then after that, I think he'll be okay. Um, the bigger problem for him is with the sickle cell trait, if that's really playing a role here, does this recur throughout the season? And if so, that becomes a problem. Yeah, uh, J.J. Nelson came up big, huh, Jesse, in his, in his oh, play. Oh, yeah. Uh, I started him. He was game. My, yeah, he was my wide receiver flex guy in most of my leagues, and he, he went bananas well, this week. And yeah. Jaron Brown actually looked good, too. He led the team with 11 targets. Fitz, uh, he burned me in a bunch of leagues. Everybody had had him as just reliable, and he didn't do well at all. So um, I think uh, I would do both Jaron Brown and J.J. Nelson this week if you can. Um, for DFSers and GPPs, um, but uh, wait for John Brown to get back in a couple of weeks, and then he'll be he'll be okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's going on with Danny Amendola, guys? Who's uh, like we talked about there in New England? They need him there. He, it looked like he was going to have a big role uh, in the early part of the season. Uh, he's battling a concussion and now a knee injury. What do you make of this, Doctor Preck? And uh, we know that concussions are hard to predict when the, the return to play, uh, how do you, yeah. do you see him coming back this week? I, I think, you know, if you look at the data, a lot of these guys come back at week two. It wasn't surprising that he missed last week. So I expect him to come back. I think the concussion uh, is a bigger issue for him than he is. Um, and, and there's, again, no guarantee that he'll clear the concussion protocol before Sunday. But um, the data is in his favor to be able to come back this week. Good. Good deal. Well, I'm going to move on to the next player, uh, guys, and that's Deshaun Kaiser, the rookie quarterback for the Browns, who's battling migraines. Uh, and I was doing a little research on Kaiser and read that he has a history of migraines. What do, what do we make of this? Dr. Preck, that sounds pretty uh, – that, that sounds like something that can maybe bother him throughout the season and maybe even throughout his career. Yeah, absolutely. With the history of migraines, you know, the, uh, this is something that clearly is affecting him and can come on unexpectedly at any point in time. There are certain triggers like bright lights, some foods, things like that. Uh, you can use medications to try to decrease the number of times you have migraines uh, pop up. But at the end of the day, they can pop up anytime, anywhere, any place. And for that reason, you may find that he falls on or off the uh, the roster throughout the weeks because of this. Yeah. Yeah, that seems like something that would – I've had a couple of migraines in my life, and they're awful. So, hey, last yeah. player I want to talk about is Andrew Luck. And we know – I mean, we know the shoulder. Now, he's already been ruled out a, a, for week three. This is of no surprise to anybody, certainly on this podcast. Uh, how, how long is this going to go on for, Dr. Breck? Are, are we even going to see luck this year? I know this is going to be a topic that we're going to revisit every single week. Uh, has anything changed in your mind? Not yet. Uh, again, you know, like we talked about last week, um, there's the medical concern and then the football concern. And, and from a medical perspective, he's still within a timeline that's reasonable, so I'm not concerned yet. Come mid to late October, if we don't see him throwing the ball on the practice field, and, and getting his reps in, I start getting concerned. But as of right now, I'm not. Okay. And for all of our listeners, this next segment, uh, for all of our listeners, uh, 
Dr. Morse and myself, we're big into daily fantasy and we're always looking for value and variance in the daily game. Um, so doc, Dr. Morse, give us your top SDX plays this week. Just throw out some names that our listeners can uh, look to as having some value this week. Okay. Okay. Um, my top uh, stick with the top quarterbacks this week: Rogers, Ryan, Carr, Brady, Breeze. Don't mess around; you're, you'll get burned. I threw one last week with uh, Simeon, and another one with Carr, uh, and a third one with McCown, and we did okay. But um, I, I was a little concerned. Rivers has been a nice uh, go-to as well. Um, as far as uh, FDX this week, loves uh, running back wise, loves Freeman, who I like this week. Um, and loves Gurley, who's been really, really good. Top ten uh, touches uh, for uh, all of our running backs, um, and Ajay, who who looked awesome last week as well. Um, and Hyde, who guy was running through everything. They like yeah, him as well. Great catching passes too. Oh yeah, and Jaquiz Jaquiz Rogers is up there too, and and he was kind of sneaky last week. I, I wouldn't mind seeing him kind of go off again. Uh, wide receiver wise, Mike Evans is, is number one. Um, yes, he, he kind of went off last week. I'm a little worried about Xavier Rhodes this week. Um, if he completely shadows him, then be careful with that. Um, but uh, expect um, Jordy, if he's out, we'll, we'll kind of throw things off. Crabtree is the number four wide receiver for FDX. Um, and as you saw last week with three touchdowns, Cooper was MIA, uh, who's number 10. Uh, listed on the FDX, mm-hmm. but um, both could go uh, kind of off this week as well. Uh, it likes uh, Pierre Garcon, who, who may be a sneaky uh, kind of play this weekend. Devontae Parker, uh, if, if Cutler can meet up with him. Um, and as far as some of the uh, tight ends, it, it uh, really likes Ertz, who's <laughs> Witten, and Grandpa Witten continues to do well. Number three, yeah. uh, number three uh, FDX. He's got the highest, most targets out of any uh, tight end in the league. I think it's 22 targets. Um, Fleener's still kind of up there. Um, you know, uh, Kelsey was number one last week on FDX, and he, you know, saw a 10 for I think 108 and uh, monster week. So, um, you know, it doesn't hit on everyone, but it's data driven. So it's not biased. Um, use it, uh, to your advantage. Um, and, and just, uh, you know, plug and play and, and, and see what, uh, see what you think about some of these guys based on uh, your rankings and some of their scores as well. Yeah, you make a great point. And this is a hundred percent data driven. And what we're talking about when we reference the FDX, Score. This is from the Fantasy Doctors Analytics, where we have our top plays based on these proprietary algorithms that we've developed. It's really cool. You can go check that out. Uh, again, it's 100% data-driven. That does not rely on the so-called experts, right? So that's where you can go get that information. That's going to do it for us, guys. This was a great show, a lot of injuries. You can catch this show every single week. Go subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave a review. Tell us what you what you really think. We'll take good, bad, indifferent. Um, we hope you enjoy this show, and we'll see you back next week. This has been the Fantasy Doctors Podcast. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.